There right. we go. We've clapped. We've we've both smoked copious quantities of marijuana as we always do before every podcast. Yeah. You guys know us. This is not a good bit. <laughs> That's not a good bit, especially that I don't do that. And Me neither. <laughs> I'm in a state where it's very illegal to do that. So I don't think it's as illegal in mine, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Where I am, okay. it is like 100%. Like we just allowed hemp to be brought into the state. Oh, God. Like, wow. Okay. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, they don't like it there. I think that makes sense. For Idaho, I mean, yeah, I've seen videos of Confederate flags there, which is seems a little silly, dude. There's one like near my house. I'm like, do you know where you are, <laughs> dude? They're lost. They're actually trying to like put out a signal to get help. Yeah, it's like, hey, like this isn't where I am supposed to live. Where is this place? Jeez, I think I can it is factually state that Idaho is not in the southern U.S. Yeah, that is actually a fact. Uh, fact checkers, can we get it? Uh, <laughs> clarification. Yep, it is uh, actually not in the South. Hmm. If we're counting Canada, it is in the South, though. Here's another thing. Here's another thing that blows my mind. Uh-huh. Why do we consider like Vancouver and BC to be in the Pacific Northwest? Because it's in the Southwest of Canada. It's in the Southwest of Canada. You're so right. Yeah. I've never thought about that. Freaking US centered mindset. You, we just included Vancouver into the Northwest. No, it's in the Southwest. So, you know, how people in America, you know how we do. We do Southern U.S. accent imitations. You know, we just go with it. Yeah, I'm on the farm. I'm on. I'm on a doing a farm. I have cow, uh, you know, kind of that kind of stuff. Um, that was really uh, offensive what you did. <laughs> I'm on a farm. I'm I have Southern. cow. Yeah. <laughs> All right, do you do you, do you want to look at every single farmer in the U.S. in the face and do that impression of them. <laughs> I, I literally did that impression to multiple friends of mine in Indiana who are farmers. Yes. Oh, really? Yes. Did they like it? <laughs> well, I don't know. That's a different thing. See, that's a different thing. But I mean, one of them just didn't like ever being the butt of any joke. Dairy farmers are the backbone of this country. And you're going to treat them with respect. You have, it is crazy how on topic for today's episode this is. It is like, really. I'm su- like uh, I'm surprising Bradley with today's topic, and Bradley is like on like really like so we somehow ended up on the topic. Oh my god! Oh, okay, so let's just jump into it. Hey, I'm Bradley Miller. That's Hank Farr. This is No Good Ideas, where we talk about bad ideas, throw history and pop culture. And I usually the way this podcast works is like one person does all the research and the other person just kind of listens and reacts. And we usually have an idea of like what the topic is. We just kind of like text each other and be like, hey, I'm doing this. Don't look yeah. up anything about it. Um, I honest to God, don't know anything about this. Yeah. So it's crazy that you 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 got to the uh, dairy part. So Fidel Castro. Well, you got to the dairy part. You what? talked about cows. Okay, yeah, we'll get there. Fidel Castro. (laughs) What? What do you think of when you think Fidel Castro? Oh, God, I'm not good with, like, history. Fidel Castro was um, Cuba, correct? Mm -hmm. Okay, so I think of, like, Cuba. I think of, like, not communism. Communism? Communism? I don't don't know anything about uh, the Cuban-American... Ton about it conflict personally? i think of the cuban-american like conflict mm-hmm. i yeah, think cuban of like uh, 
the Cuban Missile Crisis. I said crisis. That was kind of that was kind of funny. How much are the Cuban missiles? <laughs> uh, we're going to talk about Cuban missile prices. We're going to be playing a game called the Cuban Missile Prices, right? <laughs> um. So yeah. Yeah, you know, he he was the, you know, Cuban Missile Crisis, Cuba, communism. The CAA tried to assassinate him. Right. So many times. Mm hmm. I want to Google the number, but it's too early. In the I, episode just, to be I, I'm just going to say a lot. It, yeah, it happened a lot. a lot of times. I think yeah. I think it's in the thousands. I think. Wow. OK. Yeah. Like, it's ridiculous. Don't um, look that up. Let's just say it's true. But. Fidel Castro, when you think yeah. of him, do you think milk? I mean, okay, that, that sounds really weird. Yeah, I, I was just trying. <laughs> I am going to clip that, and that's going to be next week on No Good Ideas. Fidel Castro, when you think of him, do you think of milk? When you think of Fidel Castro, do you think of milk? <laughs> <laughs> there's honestly, if I'm not going to lie, I'm not going to lie. There's not many people I look at and I'm just thinking milk. Like, <laughs> like there's, I don't even like milk to begin with. So if I think you drink milk, I probably think you're a gross garbage person. Okay, you don't okay, drink well, let's milk. Pull some punches. I drink milk. Oh, okay. So let's let's throw it back a little bit uh, while you're making fun of all dairy farmers in the U.S. No, I very much appreciate what they do. Some of them oh, just have uh, silly southern accent. Let's talk about uh, how you just made fun of them using that very offensive stereotype, might I add, stereotype of dairy farmers. Let's. Uh, oh, we I'm, never I'm even got to finish. Like the reason that I brought that up. Do you think that Canadians, like Northern Canadians, like make fun of Southern Canadians' accent? Northern Canadians making fun of like. Do you think? Do they have different I mean, accents? I mean, yeah, I, I I'd I say so, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you think that they like you know, they go around and they're like, mm, I can't really do a Canadian accent. Like I don't know what a Northern oh. Canadian accent would sound like. Northern Canadian. I mean. I don't know. I mean, when you go up north, you get more into like the First Nations like territories and like the um, none of it. And like, um, yeah, if anything, oh, I mean, I more of about that. you want none of it. I was going to say all of it. Uh, um, cut that one. Yeah, I, I don't know what a, a northern Canadian accent. I, I mean, there's a possibility that when you think of this, the standard quote unquote Canadian accent that it could apply to both. But I don't really know. It's also like the if you think about it, I I, I love Canada. I don't know too much about <laughs> yeah, the either. geography. Yeah. yeah. No. And then you also have like Quebec where it's mm. more of like Quebecois and kind of like That's French. That's true. Yeah. Influenced. It changes a lot. Yeah. Uh, laterally. Yeah. Yeah. So that's probably like maybe maybe they make fun of like, you know, they're like, oh, I'm going to make fun of Western Canadian accent. Well, and also when you think of those accents, that's more of like in Calgary and like Alberta, that province where you kind of see um, yeah. that accent. And then, yeah. But okay. uh, that being said, I don't know. Anything. Yeah. So we can we just conjectured a bunch about Canadian accents. Um, Let's talk about milk. Why are we yeah, talking milk, about milk? Milk. Fidel Castro fucking loved milk. And okay. anything dairy. If it right. was a dairy product, Fidel Castro was like psycho obsessed with it. 
This oh, so he dude was like a- needed dairy at all times. Dude had a stomach built like a tank. Yeah. Uh, oh, he did. He did. It is recorded that at one point, somebody who was, you know, like re- recording his reporting on his life, just his day to day life, saw him eat 18 scoops of ice cream at lunch. 18? 18. I can't two even go pints. like two without being like, oh. Yeah. You know, they, <laughs> you, you know, you say like, you know, how you like say like, oh, I'll take two scoops on the ice cream cone. And they give you these like, that's not a, like they give you this thing. That's, that's not a scoop, dude. That's that's a gigantic that's yeah. that's three scoops in a scoop that you've just put on because there. when you think of like a scoop you think of like the little tiny like ball uh-huh. scoop You're like well i mean one's yeah. like if i'm going out for ice cream i might as well get a little let's do two scoops and then yeah. like apparently their scoop is like the size of your head yeah exactly Dude, and it, yeah. i don't know if you ever went to um deception pass tours ice cream have you ever been there Mm-mm. dude uh shout out deception pass tours uh they <laughs> it is if you don't know it is a boat tour company but their like place where you buy tickets for it is also an ice cream shop. Oh, that's nice. And it's cool, but their ice cream is gigantic. Okay, so it's it's like that. Yeah. So like 18, I bet like you could get a like a Sunday or something of 18 scoops of ice cream. Yeah, and it would be um, sickening. And yeah, apparently Fidel Castro would love it. A, a meal fit only for a dictator. Yeah. Um yeah, so he really, really loved milk and it, it really became like not only just did he love it he like consumed it all the time he drank milk all the time he loved ice cream ice cream was the best cheese he he had like but he he kind of brought it in as part of the uh like the he wanted it to be part of the cuban uh agricultural like part of their identity he wanted okay. to make it there he wanted to bolster their agriculture um to make dairy a bigger part of it he he actually wanted it to be like part of their cultural identity to the, identity to the point that he made it kind of a competition with the U.S. Oh, to wow. have the world record most lactating cow. <laughs> this was an important thing. Just which, one singular cow? Uh, not quite. Okay. But, okay. But we'll, we'll, we'll I'll step back. I'll step back. That. Sorry. No, you're good. Um, he wanted to. So the U.S. at the time held the record for the cow that produced the most liters of milk in a day. And Fidel Castro not only wanted to be able to produce unfathomable quantities of milk because of the fact that he consumed unfathomable quantities of milk, but, he, you know, he wanted it to be part of the culture there. So there are a lot of things that went into this. He had an entire city block dedicated in, in one city um, to, I think, in Havana. OK, yeah, I'm going to Google this one. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Sorry, Copelia. Yep, Copelia. it's in Havana. Yeah, Copelia. Um, why is that? Why did I say it in an Italian accent? I don't know. It, it, it feels good to say it that way. Yeah. Yeah, so, um, this is from Wikipedia. Copelia is an ice cream parlor chain in Cuba, originally built in a project led by Fidel Castro. Oh, it wow. is state-run, and uh, it serves 16,000 liters of ice cream to 35,000 customers each day. Wow. Um, it is named after a ballet. And it, uh, he, in Havana, which has generally pretty, like, you know, square, like, the architecture is pretty old and blocky. 
he had this beautiful like it looked like a like a ferris wheel building built taking up a whole block um that was exclusively a gigantic ice cream serving facility this is awesome, it's dude. It's pretty I, sick. Not knowing much about him, Fidel Castro seems like a cool and chill guy. How to sell people on communism. Oh, yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, see, being someone who doesn't know a ton about Fidel Castro, I think that there's some external context mixing here that might be making me, you know, feel like he's more likable than he might have actually been. Mm-hmm. What else do we need to know about this guy other than he had a super sick ice cream parlor? Yeah, and that he freaking loved ice cream. Yeah. So, you know, he had this built. This should say a lot. Whole, a whole block. This thing took up a block. Just an ice cream shop. And it's still there. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. So... I, okay, I'm just going to, sorry, I don't want to interrupt you. I don't know where this bad idea is coming in. Everything so far has seemed You'll pretty see, chill. It's, it's, it's pretty chill. The The bad idea will come in a little bit later. This is mostly okay. a good idea. It just it just becomes a bad idea in, in a weakness that it creates. Okay. Um, so he wanted to produce more milk. He wanted to break this record. Uh, but there's a problem. Cuba... The type of cow that is predominantly in Cuba was imported from India, and it is called, let me pull up my notes here, it is called the uh, Zebu cow. Zebu, Zebu, I I couldn't tell you if that's the right pronunciation. But so it's from India, it can survive in warmer, warmer climates, but it doesn't produce very much milk. So what he wanted to do to make that happen was bring in like proper dairy cows. So he imported a bunch of dairy cows, uh, Holstein bulls from Canada to Mm. breed with the zebu cows, basically to create this super breed of cow that could produce a ton of milk and survive in Cuba's warmer climate. Because these Canadian cows, you can probably guess didn't fare too great in Cuba's warmer climate. So, he brings them all down and creates a program, a government state state run program to breed these cows. And it's not creating the ultimate cow. It's not working. You know, mm. this is like he's like putting government money. His heart is in this. He cares about it. This is everything to him. But then this is this guy. <laughs> all right. I mean, it's it's crazy. Like. You I'd say more Castro, power to you, but I, he's a dictator, so I don't think that's possible. Yeah, it's like, you, you know, you, you, you when you think of Fidel Castro, you don't think milk, but it was an important part of his personality. Um, okay. And so, finally, one cow comes along, Ubre Blanca, which is translates to, uh, from Spanish, to white udder. That is what it means, which white udder. Wow. You know, milk. Basically, what? <laughs> Kidding. <laughs> <laughs> what if I just found out what color milk is right now? What? <laughs> I'm colorblind. This stuff been drinking's been orange. What is this orange stuff I'm drinking? Ooh, I don't. Mm. I mean, you remember how they gave us like that, like pink tinted strawberry milk in elementary school? I never drank it. Oh, really? I remember you missed I, out. Dude, that I don't was... like milk. I never oh, drink. That's milk. right. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah. You, you you judge people, us us weirdos who drink it. Well, you're missing yeah. out because strawberry milk kind of rocks. Um, okay. It basically just tells, tastes like subtler melted strawberry ice cream um, and then chocolate milk. Don't even get me started on chocolate milk. I won't. 
finally, a cow appears from this breeding program that is not only like the type of super cow they want that can produce a decent quantity of milk and survive in this warmer temperature. Uh, this cow produces obscene qualities of milk to the point that it is breaking Guinness World Records of amount of milk. He did it. Wow. He broke the American record. All right. And, and set out. the new record for milk production in a day, which evens out to um, 110 liters or 241 pounds on a single day in January 1982, which is more than four times the amount that a cow, a cow normally produces. Wow. I don't even that know how that works. Insane. Right? Dude, those I, udders must be like. Where are we going with this one? Oh, just oh. tired. Okay, tired. All right. I was like, what, ah. what were you? What do you think I was going to say? I don't want to say it. I was just <laughs> <Okay>. worried. <laughs> I don't want to say like the whole point is that it did. I didn't want it to be said right, <laughs> in this record. No good ideas. We'll be right back. This this cow, like, lived better than most people. You know, it had a state-of-the-art, air-conditioned stable. It oh was God. greatly cared for. And Fidel Castro wow. loved this thing. And it became kind of a culture. It became a cultural thing in Cuba. You know, people that were alive during the time of Ube Blanca remember Ube mm-hmm. Blanca. Um, because when it died... Which happened in, you know, unfortunately, no matter how cool it was, it wasn't immortal. What? It died at the age of 13 in 1985. Is that usually how long cows last? I don't know. I don't know how long cows live. You know, they don't teach us that. No. Um, You never bothered to ask your friends (laughs) studying to be dairy farmers. How long a cow lasts? No, I just you just stood in front of them and just made fun of them the entire time. Yes, yes. Wow, because that's what friends do. You uh, call yourself an American, making fun of dairy farmers like that? <laughs> I don't. I sure. I surely don't call myself a Cuban, um, making fun of dairy farmers like that. But so the cow died, but its story did not end there because it's a ghost cow. Ooh, the story doesn't end there. This cow, you know, this cow is really important. So they like extracted tissue and and eggs, you know, and like like, you know, the the, you know, genetic material from this cow to preserve it for the future. What? So this cow's genetic material is like, you know, frozen somewhere and being saved for like to recreate it in the future because it is it is the ultimate cow. This is mega cow, ultra cow. Dude, this is like Walt Disney's head, but a cow. Yeah, exactly. And not Walt Disney. Yeah, they literally they Walt Disneyed up in this bitch. Um <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, is that a verb now? Should be. I feel like it's Walt a pretty Disney'd, good one. Walt Disney yeah, is dude, just I'm to Walt Disney all over the place. <laughs> I don't know what that one means. That's yeah, that doing it all over the place doesn't feel right. I don't like it said like that. <laughs> yeah. And plus, that could be applied to any number of things, which I'm sure that are horrible that Walt Disney did. Um, but- yeah, I always think about things that I'm like, did was Walt Disney like that? You know what I mean? I think of like the time that he was like in his heyday. I don't yeah. I don't want to accuse him of anything, but you. you I, I can't see anything denying 
the things that I think about Walt Disney. And we could talk about this off off pod. Yeah. 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 Since we don't really have a factual basis for this one. And that one's kind of big. That so. one's, yeah, that one's a little big time, especially right now. Um, yeah. But yeah. also, uh, that being said, uh, Walt Disney loved loved that little movie you made. What was it? Um, Bambi. Loved Bambi. Bambi. My first stuffed animal was Bambi. Really? Yeah. Isn't it crazy? Bambi's like 80 years old. Right? That's insane. Yeah. That's an old, old ass movie. Yeah. I would say, oh, I'm so old, but like, no, that movie's really old. <laughs> yeah, that old, that movie's way older than me. Oh, I'm so yeah. old. I remember when Bambi came out, guys. God, man, me and all my friends linking arms and going to the theaters to see Bambi, skipping and hopping. <laughs> Back then it was one penny. Back then it was one penny, and the World War was only a, a twinkle in our eye. <laughs> I remember when I saw Bambi, it was five cents and we stood in front of a little binoculars and we cranked it. We cranked the see the movie, went down to the old Nickelodeon. What? That's what it was called. A little Wait, ni- Nickelodeon, the Nickelodeon was a word before the TV channel? Yep. I did it not was like know a this. Little, it was like a little movie viewer. It's like imagine like a, a Viewmaster. I freaking lo- I had a Viewmaster that I freaking loved that thing as yeah. a kid. And then you cranked it. It was like a little movie and it was five cents. Dude. And that's why it was called a Nickelodeon. There you go, podcast. This is a big learning one. You didn't even just learn about uh, Fidel Castro milk cow. You also learned about Nickelodeon apparently came from a device and not just from SpongeBob channel. All right, let's plug your stuff. Hank, what do you got going on? Oh, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I was like, oh, but, but we're not done. We haven't gotten no. to the bad idea yet. Yeah, this is the peak of the story. We have a frozen cow. Yeah, we, right? have, we have frozen cow parts uh, from from the ultra cow. There was a marble statue made of this cow. Wow. Uh, they they published like, you know, this there was full there was a full obituary and eulogy in oh. the uh, Communist Party newspaper. This is giving uh, like Lil Sebastian vibes from Parks and Rec. <laughs> it, yeah, actually, yeah. that's like a great <laughs> analogy for it. Mm-hmm. That's very close. Um, yeah. Cuban scientists. I'm actually just learning this now looking at the, the page that I pulled up for it. They actually have unsuccessfully attempted to clone it. Using the frozen oh. t- t- tissue samples. So it's not even just like in weight. Like they're they're trying to clone this thing. Um, but let's move back from Upe Blanca to Fidel Castro. His love of dairy did become a weakness. Not in the sense of he did have an iron stomach. Because he consumed this stuff like crazy. But um, because he loved it so much. You know what uh this became a target of uh, the cia okay. that was trying to kill him so you oh, know what the cia yeah. does they go oh he eats that all the time we can make him die with that no yeah so did they like poison a milkshake or something bingo bingo bingo, Wait, bingo. Really? that's what they did oh my god <laughs> that's what they did <laughs> like specifically a milkshake yes Yes, wow. that was cr- you've like twice guessed your way into into. Oh, my God. Here. What do I win? Hank, uh, what do I win? Oh, a non-poison milkshake at some point when, when okay. we're in the same vicinity. Yeah, I'll go, give it to I me. I owe you a milkshake. Why that's, do you have to why do you record. have to wait? Why do you have to wait for me to be there to give me a milkshake? Give me a milkshake. Well, no, you should come out here because we got this place called Ted's Bulletin. That's that. Uh, that one actually might have to be my good idea today because I that's a really good place. Uh, they've got really freaking good milkshakes. Um, okay. I'll, I'll save more info on that for for good idea, bad idea. Little spoiler, guys. Um, yeah. So so I owe you milkshake. That's on record and for all the okay. world to hear. Yeah. Fidel uh, Castro at one point 
he goes, um, he's, he's orders a milkshake, which he loves. And, uh, an assassin was supposed to put a poison pill in the freezer with the milkshake. And then when he went to serve the milkshake, pop the pill like out of the freezer and throw it into the, uh, into the milkshake. But Ooh. when they did this, the pill broke in half cause it was frozen to the wall of the freezer. Yeah. Rendering it ineffective because only half of it went into the milkshake and experts say that that is the closest the CIA got to killing Fidel Castro. Wow. Was through his love of dairy. That's insane. Excessive, intense, unbelievable love of dairy. Nearly became his undoing. It's so funny. Out of, I'm going to Google this now. I do want to know um, how many assassination attempts. Wait, hold on. Before you do it, before you do it. We should guess. guess. We should guess. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think I'm pretty sure I saw the number earlier, so I'm not going to guess. I'm going to let you. OK, you said like a th- in the thousands. Yeah. Which I mean, I'm trying to think of like I don't think it's in the thousands. I'm going to guess like. 600 attempts around 600. Let's find out. Let's say 652 as an exact. Oh. Holy shit. No, I don't know where I got this thousand number third time, third time that you, you guess your way to success uh, from CNN. No way. Former Cuban leader Fidel Castro was a legendary survivor, besting what Cuban officials say were more than 600 attempts to kill him. Let's go. Let's oh, my go. gosh. I know more than you. Log off. Uh, Delete yeah, yeah, your I, account. I, I, apparently, I don't know where I got the thousands number. Maybe we should edit a little thing. OK. Uh, the the earlier to to premonition the audience that no he did not attempt to get killed thousands of times that is a silly wow. number but six I am on Bradley I'm is on the guessing nine. king today give me another question I'm ready oh gosh um I'm trying to think of trivia numbers that aren't you know what I'm gonna do a trivia number that's stupidly niche and we'll see if you can guess this one uh, how many parts are in the just released Lego model of the Dagobah swamp the diorama that just came out. 400 th- nope that's not it um how big is it like give me a, like a box size so it's a collector's model probably comes out to about like this size of like base because it's like a diorama of the swamp yeah. in the hut and then like it's about like this big above the diorama base all right this is great for the audio listener um i'm gonna say 329 sorry Streaks over. You got the the three. It's it's exactly a thousand, actually. Wow. All right. Which is crazy. And a Lego set does such an even number. Yeah. Um, But no, I'm sorry. 75% C's get degrees. His luck is up. But that was crazy that you you got that right a third time. So, yeah, he survived 600 attempts. And this was the closest one was his his love of dairy. And so he did have apparently his, you know, his chef would have to you know, try his dairy stuff a lot from then on to make sure that it wasn't poisoned. Also, oh no. they would. What a terrible job. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they also did have other animals eat Ubre Blanca's food before they gave it to Ubre Blanca. They made sure they weren't going to poison Ubre Blanca. Wow. Yeah. They this, were worried did this about happen the, like during Ubre Blanca's. I don't reign? know. I don't know if that happened. Let's look it up. Um, let's okay. Milkshake. Fidel Castro doing the bit. Assassination attempt. Milkshake. I mean, hey, not a bad way to die if it worked. It's uh, yeah. 
You know what to say? It, it's milkshake springs all the CIA to the yard. <laughs> um, let's see here. Nineteen sixty-three. Yeah. I don't think that she was alive by then. I think she was born in the seventies. Uh, okay. Okay, Blanca, uh, 1972. Yep. So this was before. This was Uwe before Blanca. Uwe Blanca. Wow. So he was aware of the poisoning thing. And so that might have been a factor in why they had other animals like literally to make sure the cow wouldn't get assassinated, which is awesome. They were like, yeah, this is an international target. This thing makes so much milk. The U.S. wants it freaking dead. You could pack so much milk into this bad boy. Le- yeah, that that one a, a for real for real me moment. Um, and that's the story of wow. Ubre Blanca and Fidel Castro freaking loving milk and how it almost killed him. Dude, we got to s- start doing going in blind to episodes because this was a trip for me. I yeah. love this. Yeah, yeah, actually, I think that might need to be a new new format thing we do because this was fun. And yeah. I think it's especially fun that, you know, there were numbers that were up in the air and you guessed them every time and you guessed like ideas right. every time. That was pretty crazy. Dude, I'm got to I've got to be on Jeopardy. Yeah, put me on Jeopardy. Yeah, seriously, you can go you can go wipe the floor with any other schmuck that tries to guess the question. Here's a question for you and question I like thinking about. If you could mm-hmm. be on any game show, what game show would you choose? Oh. And think it, this is like you're actually going on it. It's not like, oh, I'd be really like I could like I say put me on Jeopardy. I would never be on Jeopardy. I'd be <laughs> so bad. Um, but I have an idea of a game show unless you got one. I, I, I personally, I, I've only really ever watched just the Wheel of Fortune and Jeopardy duo. That's kind of yeah. like, you know, I just always watch it in my grandparents with my grandparents. I can see you sweeping the floor on Wheel of Fortune. I feel I. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think so, because I think if you go into it with the right mentality on like, you know, what the subject's going to be, you're good to go. I also yeah. genuinely I do think that like I feel like I do all right at Jeopardy, maybe not like win, but like I think that when I've watched it with my grandma recently. You know, I think that I've generally held up well, but I think that I'd probably do better with Wheel of Fortune because it's very wordplay focused. Mm -hmm. And I think that if you go into it just knowing, okay, wordplay, wordplay, like I think that that sets you up well. Yeah. And like you're a writer, like, you know, like the little idioms and stuff like that. Exactly. Silly little phrases. Right. Yeah. I think you'd be good at that. I if I had to be on a game show. I would be on who wants to be a millionaire. Okay. And everyone says like, oh, of course, because you want to be a millionaire. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, of course, that's a reason why I would be on it because they get yeah. a lot of money. But it's trivia. But the main thing about Jeopardy that always throws me off is just I don't have enough time to think about the answer. Yes, I know a lot so fast. Yeah, I can't do that. I feel like I'd get more if I'm able to think about it. And that's why I like that, because it's literally one question at a time. You yeah. have as long as you want. You have lifelines. That's you can talk it out. And yeah. it's also all you. So you're not playing against anybody else. Yeah, it's not competitive. Right. But there's more pressure because of that. Yeah, I think because it's but just you like, also like you can leave at any time. This is true. You can walk out that door. And if I'm going on there, I am not going like. A lot of people like it's the million or nothing. No, if I right, that's always like crazy. I mean, I feel like they definitely want people like that because it's going to make it more intense. 
Like, yeah, but, but if you get to like the five hundred thousand dollar question, which I've done a couple times just watching the show. Yeah. I, oh. I, yeah. <laughs> I'd probably um, be like, but see you guys. <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, okay, sweet, I'm good. See ya. End of the episode. Five hundred k in the bag. I it, okay. I'm getting off track uh, <laughs> here. I'm talking about game shows. Uh, because recently an episode just dropped about game shows, so I don't yeah, want to talk true. about. Yeah. By the time this is out, um. But yeah, love game shows. Game shows are fun and silly and quirky. Speaking um, of actually, that gave me a good idea for yeah. a good idea, bad idea of the week. <gasps> let's do it. Oh, good yeah. idea, bad idea. I wonder of what mine's going to be. But let's keep the let's keep the suspense up. Bradley. Yeah. Oh, shoot. So yeah. let's, it's on me now. Yeah. My good idea, bad idea is a show that's been out for a very long time, but it's oh. also a game show. Um. And the title of it to most Americans makes absolutely no sense. But I'm just going to say it anyway, and then I'll explain it. The TV show is called Eight Out of Ten Cats Does Countdown. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. And the reason, because it's a comedy game show in the UK, and it's the cast of a panel show called Eight Out of Ten Cats playing another game show called countdown so the full title is eight out of ten cats does countdown okay with that context like let's confused yeah it's like a mixture of like wheel of fortune but there's also like math and it's like a lot more like you have to use your brain like it's very like the regular version of that show um like really really smart people go on it and well, I mean, the, the, the comedians, there's comedians on the and they're cats dumb version. as rocks. But I, I don't want to say that there's like this one guy who's like really good at it. OK, um, but it's so funny in America. All the episodes are on YouTube. And oh, it's like cool. my go to. Oh, I have like a, an hour lunch and I need something to watch. I'll watch this for 45 minutes. And okay. yeah, very funny show. And it also like forces you to use your brain because it's a lot like the way it works. I'll describe this as quick as possible. Um, You're given, there's two versions. There's the letters game and the numbers game. Uh, The letters game, you choose uh, a series of randomly selected consonants and vowels. So you choose like, I want four consonants and four vowels. They give it to you. Then you have 30 seconds to make the longest word in the dictionary from those letters, like de-scrambling them. Um, You can have up to, I think, nine uh, letters in there. And then whoever has the longest word wins. That's like an actual word. And then the math version, which is really hard. You have six numbers. You can choose two large ones, uh, which are either 25, 50, 75, or 100. Oh, no, you can choose large as many. Sorry. So you can choose how many large numbers and how many small numbers you want. And small numbers are under 10. Um, And then they give you a target number, which is like a number usually in the hundreds or like between a hundred and a thousand and you have to use the numbers you got the big numbers and the small numbers to create like a mathematic equation that gets as close to the target number that's so fun yeah it's like it's it's obviously it's math and like yeah. i don't like math but it's not like fun math i don't know dude i've been playing it like to myself at work don't huh. tell my boss um and i just like i there's like this like generator online that i found where you can choose how many large numbers you want how many small numbers and i'll give you a target and then i usually i don't i can't do it in 30 seconds i can't sometimes but i can't most of the time so i give myself 60 
Yeah, I give myself 60. Don't tell anybody. Um, <gasps> yeah, yeah, don't tell anybody in this audio yeah. format uh, public piece. <laughs> yeah, this is safe between you and me. I'm exactly. not recording. Um, but yeah, what if I just found out I wasn't recording right now? That'd be insane. That would, I do like, like mid episode have like fears like, I gotta make sure I'm recording. Uh, yeah. It does freak me out. Anyway, 8 out of 10 cats does countdown. Fantastic show. Watch it. Would you say it's a 9 out of 10 or maybe even 10 out of 10? Uh, sure. All right. All right, 8 out of 10 gets a 9 out of 10, or a 10 out of 10. Yeah. My good idea. A very, the secretive, your good idea of the week, which we haven't heard anything about. Ted's Bulletin. I'm switching it up from what I was originally going to do. Ted's Bulletin has the best milkshake in the D.C. area. Wow. Since we're on the topic of dairy and stuff, I think it's more fitting that we do this anyway. Since we're on the topic of uh, dairy and the D.C. area, technically. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> best milkshake in D.C. is Ted Bulletin's peanut butter banana milkshake. Ooh. If you have a peanut if you have a peanut allergy, it won't be. But for anybody else uh, or a banana allergy, if those exist um, to everybody else, it is good. It is real good. They throw real bananas in there. It tastes peanut buttery. It is tasty. Nice. Tasty. Tez Bolton also has other good stuff. They have also, and here's here's a good idea for you, peanut butter burger. People always go, what? 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 Oh, that sounds terrible. It's not. It's a proven yeah. thing. It works and it's good. And you're yeah. wrong for judging it before you try it. It's the savory and salty flavor of the peanut butter works quite well mm-hmm. with the burger. It was yeah, a thing I'm at Triple X at Purdue University. Triple X was a restaurant that had Guy Fieri go there, and they were famous for their peanut butter burgers mm-hmm. because they're good. I went to a uh, Zags game. We went to a March Madness uh, game in, well, March. Um, yeah. And at the Moda Center, it was in Portland. Uh, they had, uh, I think it was called a Killer Burger or something like that. Mm. But my friend Cohen got a peanut butter burger there, and so it was really good. Yeah, they're solid. Yeah. So... Peanut butter banana milkshake at Ted's Bolton or peanut butter burger wherever you go. Don't knock it until you try it. Give it a shot. I promise you it'll be worth it. Once again, unless you have a peanut allergy. Is there a peanut butter burger milkshake where they put it into the milkshake? I mean, that sounds pretty easy to do. You take peanut butter burger milk blender. It exists. Sounds pretty horrendous, but you could give it a try. Yeah. I mean, everything's worth a shot once. Yeah. I'm not even, right. even though I'm the one advocating for peanut butter burger, I'm not going to be the one to take the step there. Somebody else might want to do that. Make a uh, YouTube video out of it. You could get a little reaction of you going, you know, reacting. I think it would be interesting of yeah. either you being like, oh, wow, this is actually really good. Or, you know, you yarfing. Um, yeah. Either way, uh, it's fine. I don't think I'm going to be doing that anytime soon. But Me neither. Yeah. Well, we don't have videos of us yarfing online, but we do have <laughs> other things. That you guys can uh, can watch or listen yeah. to that we've done. Bradley, where can they find your stuff? You can find me at Bradley with an E on Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, Twitter, uh, the other places. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, um, you can find me on Cameo as well at Bradley with an E. Uh, I said in a previous episode that I haven't gotten anyone to... Uh, send me a request and then my friend Rosalie got very mad at me <laughs> because she technically sent a request like a year and a half ago maybe Whoa. um and I, I did send it to her so I did get five dollars um 
But I want to say I did donate that $5 to the birthday party project, which is a charity based out of Texas that throws birthday parties for kids experiencing homelessness. Aww. So I am a shout out to them. Awesome. Shout out to the birthday party That's project. Cool I literally have fun. no connection to them. I stumbled across their charity one day and I was like, oh, my God. And they're <laughs> now my go to charity if I need That's to donate super something cool. somewhere. Yeah. Okay, well, shout out to to Rosalie for buying a cameo and proving Bradley wrong, and yeah. then also to the the birthday party project for being awesome. Mm-hmm. That sounds awesome. Yeah. Uh, speaking of being awesome, uh-huh. I mean, probably not in the same vein, but Hank, tell us about yourself. Uh-huh. Uh, you guys can watch our new movie, The Spy Files: The Mystery of the Missing Orb, at youtube.com backslash Hank Far. It's a blast, I promise. You can also watch all my other short animated films there. And you can find uh, my video game, Little Brother's Turn, that I developed with uh, my friend Ethan Miller on Steam. I've, I've been forgetting to mention that one lately, but I st- yeah. do still have a game out there, and it's quite a fun little infinite runner game with a neat it's twist. Um, yeah. And I feel like I'm blanking on the other. Oh, yeah, my uh, you can find my my Lego account, Faraway Bricks on Instagram. My Lego yeah. hobby stuff. It's super cool and Dude, awesome. You're nearing like 10K on there. I checked recently. Yeah, yeah. I just hit 8K. And Whoa. Uh, yeah, I just hit it. I'm running a new uh, contest on there, which Ooh, is going to be fun. Which is, is it ended by now? <laughs> it, probably by the time of this releasing, it will be. Um, yeah. I would have to guess because it's going to last a couple weeks, uh, just a couple weeks. But and we've got quite a backlog of episodes. Yeah. Um, a little behind the curtain action. We, yeah, yeah. This yeah. isn't. Ooh. Yeah, we're we're alive. way ahead of you guys. Not alive. Sorry, sorry. Um, but yeah, so uh, you can find all my stuff there. Cool movies, cool Legos. Mm-hmm. And with that, I think that this has been a fun episode. Yeah, and if you like this episode, you can follow us. You know the show on oh, other yeah. places too. You can follow us yeah. at No Good Idea. You can follow us at No Good Ideas Pod on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Uh, you can review us five stars on your favorite podcasting app that re- allows reviews. Primarily, Apple Podcasts and Spotify are the two big ones. Yep. Um, and you can go to nogoodideaspod.com to see where else you can listen to the show. All right. I hope that we see you guys there. And until next time, I believe it is time to do our outro. It's time for you to do the outro. I'm going to kind yeah, of say yeah, yeah. this isn't a collaborative effort. I'm going for I like going far away from the microphone. That's a new part of the outro that I do. That's going to be yeah. consistent. Um, the audio is going to be great. Golf. Oh.